This is the Calm Living Blueprint Podcast, episode number 17. Hey, podcast listener. Even if you are feeling alone in your pursuit of calm and confidence, know that today, right now, in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of others all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. At Calm Living, we believe it's only when we stop struggling against our fearfulness and our anxiety that we begin to find lasting freedom from it, to live the lives we want to live. That is what this podcast is about. Come join the Confidence Revolution. Well, hello. Welcome to episode 17 of the Calm Living Blueprint podcast. I'm your host, Candace Esposito, the founder of the Calm Living Blueprint. Thanks for spending a little time with me today. I appreciate your company. Hope this finds you doing well. So when you think about strategies to calm anxiety or treat depression, maybe you think of psychotherapy, medication, hypnosis, positive affirmations, right? Something along those lines. I'm betting that you probably wouldn't automatically think about your gut. While our guts may very well hold the secret to improving your mood and mental health, that's what this episode is about. What do your gut bacteria have to do with your anxiety or depression? I'm going to answer that in just a moment. First, a quick reminder that the show notes for every episode are available on the Calm Living Blueprint website. The show notes include the actual MB3 recording transcript of the podcast, any resources mentioned, as well as the home play that I recommend in each episode. The show notes for today's episode can be found at calmlivingblueprint.com forward slash 17. And that's the number 1717 as in episode number 17. So I decided to talk about this subject after reading an article called gut feelings. The future of psychiatry may be inside your stomach. It's an article that was on the website or is on the website theverge.com and I'll link to the article in the show notes. You may have seen it. It's actually gone viral since being published. The article was about the story of a teenage girl named Mary who had been diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, and ADHD, attention deficit disorder. She had been prescribed medication after medication. None of them helped calm her scary, intrusive thoughts and repetitive behaviors, though. So Mary's Mary's parents finally took her to a psychiatrist and asked her about her digestive health. You know, did she have any constipation or diarrhea, any acid reflux? Did her digestion seem to change around the same time as her other symptoms? And it turned out that, yes, Mary did suffer from gut issues. So her psychiatrist prescribed a probiotic supplement in addition to her medication and psychotherapy. Probiotic is just 
the healthy or good bacteria that we want in our gut, okay? Within six months of taking the probiotics, Mary's symptoms were drastically reduced. And after one year, there was no sign Mary had been ill at all. Now, being a naturopathic doctor and kind of living in this naturopathic bubble, I sometimes forget the gaps that exist between the model within which I practice and the conventional model. Asking my patient, my patients about digestion is an automatic. You know, every visit, even follow-up visits, I'll ask them at least a few questions about their digestion. In fact, it's kind of an ongoing joke, right? In naturopathic medicine, the health of our gut is considered one of the foundations of our overall health. So when I see this article going viral and read the comments underneath the article, I realized this information, unfortunately, is not common knowledge. A lot of education still needs to be done surrounding the importance of gut health, including its connection to mental health. So that's what we're going to tackle in this episode. Why, in particular, probiotics should be considered, how they can help calm anxiety and treat depression, and how you can use this knowledge to start taking advantage of the benefits of probiotics in your own life. Now, it's kind of a case of science catching up to traditional practices. There's certainly been a resurgence in the amount of research being devoted to probiotics. However, the fact is that the administration of probiotics isn't a new concept. It's more like it just went out of favor for a while. In the early 1900s, high-profile physicians and scientists wrote about what they termed intestinal toxemia. Okay, just how undesirable bacteria could cause things like fatigue, melancholy, and neuroses, right? Melancholia and neuroses are basically their terms at the time for depression and anxiety. In the 1920s, acidophilus milk was marketed to the public, and acidophilus is a specific strain of bacteria that's found in a lot of probiotic supplements. So back in the 1920s, acidophilus milk was marketed as this feel-good tonic. You know, a headline in one of the ads read, keep a cheerful state, a 30-day challenge of acidophilus milk to see if you don't feel better and brighter. In 1932, doctors John Stokes and Donald Pillsbury even named this gut-brain connection the unifying theory, since they believe that alterations of our intestinal flora, right, the bacteria in our gut, and increased intestinal permeability, leaky gut syndrome, so when our guts become more permeable and they're allowing particles to get through that shouldn't be getting through, that so this, this change in bacterial flora and this increased permeability accounted for the link between emotional disorders and inflammatory skin conditions. Okay, they were dermatologists, so their focus was on the skin. Unfortunately, the th- their theory did didn't gain any traction at the time. And even as recently as 2002, Stokes' teachings were called nonsense at an annual dermatology meeting. So they were on the right track. For whatever reasons, their theories didn't gain attention. It wasn't until 2003 that the suggestion of administering probiotics for fatigue and depression was suggested again in a scientific journal. So this is a century after the idea was first proposed by this Dr. Hubert Norman. 
An entire book could probably be written about the history of probiotic use and why this theory was banished for over 70 years within the scientific community, and why now for its resurgence. But for our purposes, I just want to point out that it's not a new concept. Okay, the benefits of probiotics, good bacteria, have been known for over a century. The politics within the scientific community caused these theories to go untouched for a long time, but fortunately, they are gaining traction once again. So I don't know if you know this, but we actually have two nervous systems. Okay, the first one, the central nervous system, is, combi- is combined of our brain and our spinal cord. Okay, so the n- central nervous system is our brain and our spinal cord. And the second one is what's called the enteric nervous system. And this is the intrinsic nervous system within our gastrointestinal tract, okay, within your gut. The two nervous systems are connected by what's called the vagus nerve, the vagus nerve. And this is how the bacteria in your gut transmit information to your brain. Pretty cool, eh? So your gut actually sends more information to your brain than your brain sends to your gut. Okay, think about the times when you felt butterflies in your stomach when you were nervous or when you had an upset stomach when you were stressed out, right? That's your brain affecting your gut. And the flip side is also true. What happens in your gut can impact your mental health, leading to anxiety and depression. Just as you have neurons in your brain, you also have neurons in your gut, including neurons that produce neurotransmitters like serotonin. Serotonin is involved in mood control. You've probably heard of it from different medications which are called serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs. The greatest concentration of serotonin is actually found in your gut, not your brain. A 2011 study showed that mice whose guts were stripped of these good bacteria had altered levels of brain chemicals compared to the same age control mice whose gut bacteria had been left alone. And researchers also noted that swapping one mouse's gut bacteria for another's could significantly alter behavior too. Researchers swapped microbes from mice who were labeled as timid in their behavior into mice who were labeled as risk takers and vice versa. And the scientists witnessed complete personality shifts in these mice. Mice who were timid took more risks, and the mice who had taken more risks became timid. And this just from swapping gut bacteria. A 2013 study showed that healthy women who consumed a drink with four added probiotic strains twice daily for four weeks showed significantly altered brain functioning on an MRI brain scan. When they were exposed to images that were designed to trigger strong emotional responses in them, the women who had consumed the probiotic drink responded in a much more calm way, a much more neutral way, compared to women who had not consumed the probiotic drink. Interesting, eh? The sayings, you are what you eat, and gut feelings, take on a whole new meaning, don't they? Okay, so at this point, I hope you feel like you have some evidence as to why gut health and probiotics are important to mental health. 
Now let's look at how our intestinal flora actually gets altered in the first place. Okay, so your gut bacteria are active. They are highly dependent on your diet and they're vulnerable to your lifestyle. If you eat a lot of processed high sugar foods, for example, your gut bacteria are gonna be highly compromised. Processed foods in general kill off good bacteria. And sugars feed the bad bacteria we don't want in our guts. Your gut bacteria are also sensitive to antibiotics, chlorinated and fluorinated water, antibacterial soap, agricultural chemicals like pesticides and herbicides, and pollution. So these are toxins that we're all exposed to, to a certain degree. And this is the reason why, even though I don't like to prescribe a lot of supplements in practice, probiotics are one that I generally recommend to most people. And as an aside here, replenishing healthy bacteria is most important for pregnant women since newborns depend on their mother's flora to initiate their own gut flora. It's really, really important in pregnant women. When looking for a probiotic supplement, I recommend looking for one that guarantees a minimum of at least 10 billion active bacterial colony units. Okay, you'll often see it as CFUs on the label. So at least 10 billion active units until the expiration date on the bottle. There's so many products on the shelves of health food stores right now that contain very little active strains. So you're just wasting your money in that case. So look for one that guarantees that. Consumerlabs.com offers a great review of probiotic supplements. Their 2012 report found that 17% of the probiotic supplements they tested, uh, and these are some of the most common brands that you'll find on store shelves, failed to meet the advertised claims, 17%. So it's a fairly high number and you wanna watch out for that. Okay, so you wanna get a high quality, high dose probiotic supplement containing a minimum of at least 10 billion active units. You wanna look for one that contains multiple strains. The two most important strains in terms of the research related to anxiety and depression seem to be the ones called Lactobacillus rhamnosus and Bifidobacterium longum. Okay, so you wanna look for those two strains on the label. Now all this information, including the strains crazy spelling, will be included in the show notes, so don't worry about that. You'll have the names that I'm, I'm saying right now in the show notes, okay? But they were Lactobacillus rhamnosus and Bifidobacterium longum. I also recommend looking for a probiotic that uses human microflora. Okay, human microflora, often sometimes abbreviated HMF. And I'll link to the actual product that I use in my practice. Now, if you are immune compromised, I recommend speaking with your doctor prior to starting any probiotic supplementation since it does work on the immune system. Otherwise, probiotics have an excellent safety profile. A great way to get healthy gut bacteria through your diet is to eat fermented foods. And there's a lot of options to choose from. Kefir, fermented forms of sauerkraut, cabbage, eggplant, cucumbers, onions. Just be sure that they are traditionally made and unpasteurized. Okay, pasteurization kills the naturally occurring probiotics, so you wouldn't be getting any benefits 
if the foods are pasteurized. So look for traditionally made products that are unpasteurized. And I'll link to some good online recipes in the show notes as well. When you consider that your gut is your second brain, it becomes easy to see how your gut health can impact your brain function, your psyche, your mood and behavior. All right, so your home play for this week is to start adding a few fermented foods in your diet. Try out a few fermented foods. Also consider a six month trial of supplementing with a good quality high dose probiotic. What we've talked about is just a small part of gut health, but combine this with the information from episode five that we talked about in terms of diet, and you're gonna be off to a great start. Okay, so again, the show notes can be found at calmlivingblueprint.com forward slash 17. I hope you find, found this information about gut health useful and put that into practice into your own life. Till next time, I'm Candice Esposito. Keep calm and carry on. Mm-hmm.